for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. How's it going today, Emily? Good. How are you? Doing pretty good. You know, it's it's a Monday. I can definitely feel that it's a Monday, but, you know, enjoying the day. Uh, excited to have you on and chatting a little bit. I know you just released some uh, new music here today, actually, as we're recording this. And uh, excited to sit down and chat with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a yeah. day. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, so before we kind of jump into everything, um, the new release and all that fun stuff, uh you're, you're based out of california correct yeah we're in la okay uh is that born and raised in la or where are you from originally yeah born and raised here okay gotcha <laughs> gotcha so how did uh music kind of come into your life just looking over your shoulder there i see all the vinyls so i'm guessing it's been a <laughs> been a good mi- yeah um yeah i don't even know how to really answer that because my i mean my family is very musical um my grandpa was a composer and arranger and my pretty much everyone in my family plays something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I was just kind of always around music and gotcha. um, always Fair. was it always like country, country, Western style music, or was it kind of like a wide variety of music? Yes. Pretty wide variety. Um, my mom was very into country music when I was growing up. So, um, you know, we would go line dancing. We would, um, you know, there was kind of always country music in the house. She Mm. was a big fan of like Dwight Yoakam and kind of all the contemporary stuff that Mm. was going on at the time, um, which I kind of like rejected for a while. And then I've come back to, of course. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there was always kind of like the birds, you know, Graham Parsons, stuff like that was always like around. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then at what point did you kind of figure out that you could sing or music was something that you wanted to pursue? Um, I mean, I didn't really ever sing until I was probably like 25 or or 26. Um, I was like pretty shy Mm -hmm. when I was in high school and, um, I was a drummer pretty much my whole life until, my like mid 20s and mm-hmm. then uh I just wanted to make country music for like a really long time and didn't really like have the guts to and then yeah. um yeah I just kind of tried it with one of my friends we just started to like write songs and um I like learned how to play guitar and we would kind of like drive out of town to play open mic nights and stuff so like nobody would hear what we sounded like um and then yeah eventually I just really started to enjoy singing and wasn't as scared nice. so so you got over uh, I guess essentially stage fright right um or- I don't even know if it was stage fright because I was in bands like my whole life it was just like mm-hmm. almost like not knowing you can do something gotcha or being Fair enough. worried about yeah. I don't know what it's 
like but Fair enough. And uh, so your your current band, Emily Rose and the Rounders, what's kind of the um, origin story of that? Um, well, I started a country band probably like 10 years ago, maybe even a little longer. And it kind of like turned into this band. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a bunch of songs and um, was like going through a big, bad breakup and uh mm-hmm my boss who used to put on Roots Roadhouse and was very involved with Grand Ole Echo and stuff. She just was like, I'm going to give you a spot on Roots Roadhouse. You got to like get your shit together, get a band together and yeah. like do something. And um, so it kind of like kickstarted this lineup of the band. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were called the Blue Rose Rounders at the time. And then, um, yeah, it's basically just made up of like really old friends of mine that um I've always loved playing with and then Olaf who's our newer pedal steel player but mm. he's been with the band for like a year now so nice yeah so it, it there there's a certain level of comfortability since you brought up that they were like old friends is that there's got to be a certain level of comfortability knowing that hey this goes beyond music like we were friends before we even played together is that fair yeah definitely I mean like um yeah I think a lot of the bands that we play with are kind of like artists with a pickup band or something Mm -hmm. my band's a lot more like um they're kind of just like my brothers like Mm -hmm. Dave and I have known each other since we were like 18 and have kind of always hung out and Mm -hmm. played music and um so yeah it's definitely like a lot more close yeah but that's good you know i mean i i always you can tell there's a a more authentic connection when the band goes on beyond music like if they're not hanging out when they're not playing music i think there's a little bit of a disconnect there which is kind of always an interesting topic to kind of dive into a little bit so yeah for sure um so you're in the (laughs) oh so you just released a, a, would you consider it a double-sided single or a A-side, B-side single or? Yeah. Is that, okay. It's an old-fashioned oh. single and yeah. uh, <laughs> it's got an A-side and a B-side. Nice. I was sitting there, I was like, dig it. It's been a minute. What do I call these things? Yeah, single, <laughs> double-sided singles. Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, it, which is uh, some of the songs that we're going to play here in a minute, The Drifter and uh, Nowhere to Go. Um what was kind of the thought to do, kind of do an homage back to back in the day when they'd release singles and it, there'd be the A side, the B side? Um, well, as you can see, I'm still kind of old school. I like to play vinyl and uh, watch VHS movies and all kinds of like old fashioned stuff. So, um, yeah, I think like we're kind of trying to enter the new era of like not putting stuff out um mm. exclusively on vinyl and we just mm. thought we do it this way and kind of have the best of both worlds <laughs> kind of play kind of play homage to uh, days or past days yeah oh and so what's the first song that we're going to play is uh the drifter what's the story behind the song um i actually wrote like the words to it when i was like 18 uh and I just put them away somewhere. Like I have tons of just like boxes of mm. stuff I've written. 
and it kind of feels like just like I don't know um a little more of like a Ramon song or something mm-hmm. kind of like <laughs> simple yeah. um but then for some reason during the pandemic I was going through stuff and I kind of like just like had a melody for it mm-hmm. so um yeah it's like a song about being kind of 18 and like seeing your friends wither away and um you know get into some bad habits and um and yeah it just kind of came to me really fast and it's funny how those things happen yeah so this release was a homage back to the old vinyl days where you do the a side and the b side are you ultimately working up towards another album or do you kind of see because you also mentioned that you want to that you're trying to get into more of the spotify release are you going to stay singles albums you know where where are you kind of at on that one i mean the goal that we're working towards is an album we're like halfway done right now um but who knows what will happen yeah uh it's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Completely understood. It, it's one of those things where where music is in so, like music distribution is in such a weird space right now because it's like you got people rebelling against Spotify that they 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 like the hard copy. Like me myself, I collect. Or whenever I'm at shows, I'll pick up if I see a band that has vinyl, I'll pick it up because it's like I just like having that piece of artwork there. Mm-hmm. Now it's not my go-to choice of listening to music because most of the time I listen to my music is in the car or if I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. And so like the record player isn't always the option, but you know, just having that piece of vinyl there is always a good choice. So. Yeah. It's the best way to support too. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And plus I know how expensive it is to press vinyl. So yeah, it, it's like, Oh, okay, here, I'll, I'll buy that vinyl from you. So. That's cool. Um, and then you'd mentioned while you were working on the drifter that you kind of um, you had like a box or something of like old writings that you do. How often do you go into that box to kind of pull out old stuff? Not often. I think during the pandemic, I was like, kind of I moved um, like twice mm. <laughs> and I was kind of like just had a lot of extra time so I think that was kind of happening a lot um but yeah I mean I try to kind of stay in the present and like be writing all the time and um yeah it was just like a this album's kind of probably going to be a lot of that sort of mining uh for material in the in the midst of a very weird time (laughs) for sure so you you brought up the uh the album where are you kind of at there are you still like trying to figure out what songs are going to be on there or is it do you kind of have a good idea and then you're gonna just kind of in the process of recording yeah it's all pretty mapped out um the guys and i've been playing some of that stuff live um for a second and kind of getting used to it so um yeah we're probably like halfway done and all the songs are written I've got mm. tons of songs. Yeah. Days, so <laughs> it's just about getting everyone together to finish them. And hopefully it'll be done by the end of the year. Yeah. I don't want to wait as long to put something out as we did last time. So yeah, for sure. 
but you know what? Sometimes you just got to let it take as long as it's going to take. That's yeah. I get bored. Know. So I want, you know, I always want to be working on new stuff. Fair enough. Very fair. <laughs> um, so with, with kind of all that in the works and you're actively doing shows too, is correct? Playing, yeah. doing, how often are you playing live gigs in LA right now? We play a lot. We, pre- we play a few shows a month, usually either in LA or out of town. Mm-hmm. I try, I kind of like pop in and sing at random shows and I kind of just try to always be playing and gotcha. music. So, um, but yeah, we've got a lot of shows coming up. <laughs> cool. cool. Hey, that's always good. Shows are good. Yeah. And it, you know, it's always kind of interesting to see musicians approaches to like doing the live shows. Cause unless like, especially in a city like LA, I'm sure you could probably play every night and still get a different crowd, but you just got to be willing to go to different parts of the st- city, you know, but yeah. you know, in a smaller place, like where I'm at, it's not always easy to do every night because then, okay, we're playing at Luke's tavern over here, you know, and you just start playing little taverns and it's like same people every night. So. Yeah. You can kind of like tour in LA and it's gotten, I feel like the LA country scene's gotten huge over the mm-hmm. past like two years or a year. Like, Back in the day when I first started playing country music, probably like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. there wasn't as much going on. And now there's just like tons of spots, tons of bands mm-hmm. or from all walks of life are coming out. And it's definitely like cool for a band like us because there's a lot yes. of yeah. fun stuff. I, did, I was contemplating on whether I wanted to ask that question of what the country scene was like in LA because LA doesn't seem like it's very much a country type of city, but if you're saying that the scene's kind of growing out there. Well, yeah. I mean, I always think that's a funny like thing because we've always had like a big country scene here. Mm-hmm. There's like the Palomino, there's Ocan Harry's, there's like, you know, Nudie Cohen, like all mm-hmm. the rodeo tailors came from LA. Like, yeah. um, you know, we had the birds, we had mm-hmm. the brothers, just like, tons of or like Dwight Oakum you know Mm -hmm. tons of and then the cowpunk scene Mm -hmm. um so I always think it's funny like I don't know people think it's like strange that we would be into country music but it's just like really tangible here everywhere Mm -hmm. like even when it's not as hot as it is now yeah um and yeah I've always been like proud of that history here and you know, we have like the Autry Museum. We have yeah. like all these places that really celebrate that history. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I really like that I get to be a part yeah. of it. So. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And that just shows, like, I mean, I'm not well-versed in LA. I've only been to LA once in my life and I was 16. So tw- almost 20 years ago at this point, it's like, I'm sure LA's changed quite a bit in 20 years. So yeah, definitely. yeah. Um, as most you cities any do. advice on hot spots to go to next time you're here I would yeah you know I always get excited to kind of celebrate our scene that, that's good as somebody there needs to be somebody kind of standing up for LA right now because I feel like the pandemic every, like every the mass exodus of people from California and LA specifically, like they can't, I'm here in Texas. A lot of people from LA came out here to Texas during the pandemic. 
and they're just bad mouthing LA. It's good that there's somebody that's like, no, LA is still pretty cool. So people like to talk shit on LA. They always have, and uh, you know, that's their own path. But yeah. <laughs> it's not mine. I feel it. Yeah. Um, so before we jump into the uh, wrap it up with the last song here. Uh, if anybody wants to check out your music, uh, catch a live show, interact with you on social, where's the best place to find you? Yeah, I guess Instagram. Um, I wish there was like alternative yeah. ways to kind of keep up, but that's the best for sure. Um, <laughs> I try to keep up with Facebook, but I don't really go on there that much. And um, But yeah, we're on the gram. We are on Spotify, all the streaming stuff. Mm-hmm. And um yeah probably cool cool instagram just kind of like instagram just kind of seems to be the best place to be right now i'm a little apprehensive about tiktok even though i do it It, it's just kind of like yeah i'm you know it is what it is but yeah i haven't explored that yet yeah i get you oh and then uh just as we kind of wrap this up what's one piece of advice you have for the young musicians out there Hmm. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, be yourself. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Um, That's good sound advice. That works perfectly. <laughs> that, that works perfectly. Awesome. Um, but yeah, once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute blast. 